Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with wanted to show up for this one <laughs> yeah weird i don't know why that is uh it jokes on them there's three more of these so <laughs> they're gonna have to come back at some point well, that's uh, what you think <laughs> we've got mike folks now this isn't gonna quite line up with the releases of these episodes but this is the first episode we're recording in march which effectively means that, that we're recording it during is... basketball season yeah yeah, well, it means that March is fucking magical Arrowhead month for us. Oh, I, thought, I thought you were going to say it's March Madness, which also works for this. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I did feel vaguely insane as I was watching it. So Yeah, it's, oh boy, for, like that. this is the downside of doing the sort of weekly uh, episodic rewatch is like, it, this is bad, but in its original version, it would have been over in less than a week. We're going to be spending a month doing this. It's you know, I've thought a couple times about, like, could we just, like, for multi-parters, could we just do one, like, and and we probably could force ourselves, but also I would feel weird about, like, kind of uh, papering over the fact that there some of this shit is just, like, way stretched out or really bad yeah. for a long time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so... I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. Um, I don't actually. I haven't watched ahead. Um, I can't imagine it gets better until we're done with this. I but... think instead, uh, as a power play, we should do two episodes for each part of a multi-part episode. Show them what it fucking looks like to stretch something out. <laughs> show show who Saban. All of like, them. Okay, I see. Yeah. So you, I mean, we already spend like however, like an hour and a half talking about twenty minutes of television, if even that. <laughs> so, I feel like I feel like we've already been doing that for years at this point. In case you weren't aware um, or following along, we're going to be talking about a four-parter that deals with Tommy's uh, the character, not the actor's uh, Native American heritage. We've talked about this before. Uh, it's not good. 
I don't think we're going to... I don't know. We'll see how deep into it we get. I think it's just like laying it out there. We've talked about this before. It's fucked that he's playing a Native American and isn't. Yeah. Uh, it's also it's, just fucked. Like, and we'll get into it when we discuss the episode. Yeah. It's just fucked the way they do things. Yeah. And like, it, I, I feel like this happened a lot during the Zeo Quest, and I don't want every one of these episodes to start with an extended apology. That's like, the thing. I kind of want to get it out of the way. Like, listen, yeah. the next four episodes are going to have a lot of this stuff. We'll bring it up where appropriate, but we're not going to spin our wheels for twenty minutes at the beginning of each of these talking about how fucked it is. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty fucked so, though. Yeah. It no, it's fucked. it's pretty fucked. But before we get into that, we do have some better news. Yeah, uh, so we've got some talking about things. Talking about things! Uh, Mike, tell me about that there Sonic the Hedgehog. Go. <sighs> oh, wait, yeah. Why would hey. you betray me like this? <laughs> It's really like we no, knew Sonic it would the Hedgehog be bad. is a really good media franchise, and of course, as a big Sonic fan, you like it seems like a real treat that you're being given the opportunity to talk about, you know, one of your favorite video game guys. If you're not aware, <sighs> they there's been I guess leaks. Like technically, this might not be the actual final render, but we're pretty sure what we know what the Sonic the Hedgehog movie Sonic is gonna look like. Yeah. Um. Mike, what you what you think, bud? Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. They they use good. patches of white fur to suggest <laughs> the mono eye design and also to suggest gloves he doesn't have. That is the most baffling part of it to me. The, Why doesn't he just have gloves on? That's yeah. okay. So here's what I'll say real quick, and then I'll. Why suggest like, it? The parts of the design yeah. you've removed. That that's. So I've seen a lot of people being like, oh, my God, I'm like throwing up or I'm going to have nightmares. I think that's like kind of trying to force a meme. I don't think it's no, like absolutely. It is not nightmare horrific. inducing. It's just it's this was a bad, bad decision. Like, it's like, bad. bad, but it, I think it's more like it's stupid. than yeah. it's like horrifying, which no, I, I feel like that. people are trying to, to push it. Sure. Else, but here's the thing. In fairness, in fairness, I. So people were reacting the same way initially to the Detective Pikachu thing, and that looked a lot better in motion. Like, yeah. boy, howdy, does that show look better in motion? And the same could be true of the Sonic design, but also there's all that other stuff about how, like, he teams up with a cop, and Eggman's yeah. going to be Jim Carrey, and it's... Yeah, I like that part, but we'll yeah. see. <laughs> um, What I'll say is, uh, yeah, as you said, the gloves being white fur patches like some people have been defending it like well you know like cats will have white socks and i'm like yeah but no that's, sure that's but like why right like, i'm not what, saying what it's, was wrong it's with... impossible it's just what why <laughs> here's the thing yeah the Go change ahead. they've made to his eyes like suggests that on some level they're embracing the fact that like okay this is a cartoon character and we're just sort of mushing it into the real world a little bit Right. Why can't he just have the gloves, though? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I will say, uh, as someone who does really enjoy Sonic, please, God, don't make him sort of realistic, but leave the mono eye. Like, fuck off. Don't do that. Yeah, I don't need I would, to see, like, a yeah. realistically <laughs> rendered giant basketball-sized eyeball with two irises in it. I th that's I think, okay. I mean, okay, I know you're being kind of sarcastic about the eyeball, but here's the thing. I think that's actually the problem. Is they're trying to split the difference between yeah. cartoony and realistic? No, for sure. Like the like, 
I know we keep harping on it, but it's the obvious comparison. The reason the Detective Pikachu thing works is they go whole hog on it. Pikachu actually looks like an animal. They go whole hog, but also those designs are literally just, let's take the exact, like, model of the Pokemon as a baseline and then just render the texture of their skin way more realistically. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, like like Psyduck kind of just looks like Psyduck, but its eyes are bloodshot, you know. Right, right. but like it surprised people because like Ludiculo, people were like, "Wait, he's furry," and it's like, "Well, yeah, you can actually tell if you look at it." But I understand right. why you didn't think that, like yeah. that kind of stuff. Whereas, like even like like they've teased this Sonic movie by showing the silhouette of Sonic the Hedgehog. It's not the same silhouette. Detective Pikachu's silhouette is Pikachu's silhouette. It's just a little fuzzier. Yeah, yeah. The other the other thing that makes it sort of weird is, like, they kept a lot of the cartoony stuff, but then, l- like you were saying, like, in in, in Detective Pikachu, but Pikachu is fuzzy, but also he still looks like Pikachu. In this, like, if you look at Sonic the Hedgehog in the games, he doesn't have spines. He's just no. blue. No. Yeah, he's Like, just he just has blue skin, basically, which is creepy to think about, but that's how it is, like, designed, I mean, basically. Theoretically, he has spines. It's just, it's a stylized drawing. Right. right. I, I, but, I will, I'll give them the spines a little bit, because I have no idea how you render Sonic the Hedgehog's spines realistically, because they're nonsense. Well, that's the thing is, I, I think that Mike is kind of giving, getting at is they shouldn't have tried. Yeah. Like, no, I, yeah. I, that's fair. Yeah. Anyway, like, I have to keep reminding myself that my fan fiction version of this movie isn't real because I keep I guess I just had a dream one time that the <laughs> plot of this movie was that like Paul Rudd's son really likes Sonic the Hedgehog and he came to life. And now Paul Rudd has to like, you know, I, become friends with Sonic as a way of like getting closer to his son. I don't think that you was literally ever even hinted at. No! I think you made that here's up. the thing, my though. My brain decided that's the plot, and, like, that's why Sonic's in the real world. Like, I would be Roger I would be thing. into that as a plot, honestly. Right. But, like... Like, if you're, if you're gonna yeah. put Sonic in the real world, first of all, don't. Right, yeah. But second of all, make it a fucking, like, Rocky and Bullwinkle movie fucking Space Jam kind of situation. Right, yeah, yeah. Where, like, this fictional character just, like, it, like, just acknowledge that it's a fictional character and, like, yeah. play off of that. But, like, in my cool fanfiction version, it's totally fine if he just doesn't look appropriate in the real world at all because he's a cartoon character that came to life. Yeah. And that's yeah. why they, Sega should have hired me to make this movie. <laughs> but, so, yeah, the, th- the thing that kills me about it is more just it being baffling as yeah. opposed to being, like, gross. I, yeah, it's I agree. It's just weird. So, the, like, why why take the stripe off his shoes? That's well, bizarre. So you can, get the, so you can get the fucking Nike product placement, well, no, I guess. Here's the thing. Nike t- partnered with Sega to make Sonic the Hedgehog inspired shoes that look way more like a realistic version of Sonic's shoes that have it's, the Nike logo on them. Yeah, it's a weird, it's just weird calls, I guess. But anyway, yeah, so I don't want us to dwell on this too long. So, but before we move on, I want to end on two final notes. Okay. Uh, one for each of you to Luke. God, yeah. I can't wait until we get more details on the Metal Gear movie. Yeah, uh, well, that's never going to happen. Like, <laughs> and... they've talked about that for like a decade now. They're never actually going to make it. Uh, and to Zach, uh, yeah. really ballsy of you to sacrifice any opportunity you were going to have to talk about the Beast Morphers premiere just so you could make talking about things about oh, no, bringing I'm, me down. I'm going to do Because we have still. to move on now. We've done talking <laughs> about things. <laughs> nope, done. that's not how this no, works. No, sorry. Driving. You, you, you did that, Luke. Nope. Luke, do we, yeah. nope. what do you think? Should we just move on to the episode now? I've got additional I things mean, to talk about. I mean, Mike, it is your show, so I guess you get to decide. <laughs> Wait, hold on. That's not how this works. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, so, well, Power Rangers Zeo, season one. I'm sorry. I do have my one. own quick ending note about the Sonic movie. I just want to say real quick. 
which is that I promise that we're going to do a bonus episode about it that all of us participate in because we're oh. all going to go see it. Oh, uh, I mean, I was going to go see it anyway, so sure. Oh, yeah. I don't think I'm going to go see it. Well, <laughs> you are now. You got content <laughs> no, to produce. Here's the thing: there's like there's not a movie theater near me. <laughs> I'd have to take a bus. All right, you get out on a technicality, but as punishment, I'll, buy, I'm gonna... I'll, I'll give you some bus fare. But as punishment, I'm going to talk about Beast Morphers. Okay, like I then... will treat you to this movie. The new Power Rangers started this week uh, as the recording, as we record, um, March 3rd? Yeah. No, 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 March 2nd. Um, And uh, it's good. It's really enjoyable. I was, I don't know exactly what my expectations were. Like we've talked about, it's the first show since um, uh, Hasbro took over. But also, like, pre-production started before the takeover, so it's kind of a weird nebulous thing. But I didn't know how much um, would be different in terms of the show. Like, I knew the production, and or not production, I knew the, like, toys and everything were changing. But I didn't know what they would do with the show itself. And, uh, I mean, it's it's it was a one-part opener. Uh, previous season openers have been two parts in the last couple to- uh, couple years. Yeah, the, like, people have been mostly positive on it, but, like, the one bit of criticism I've been hearing is, like, man, this really should have been a two-parter. They really should it's have been a It's very fast. You inter- you're introduced to the Rangers and, like, a pretty extensive supporting cast in, you know, 22 minutes. I think you meet, like, eight characters if, or even more than that. Um, and, like, so it's quick. That's the, the, the one thing I'll say. But I really like a lot of stuff about it like i'll kind of just run down my my well do you guys want the bad things or the good things first well i I guess start with the bad so we end on a positive note since you like it overall so i have two two main things that bug me about the intro the uh the the first episode there is a fridging immediately okay uh basically so uh, real quick very very fast uh Morph X is a new power source. It taps into the morphing grid. Uh, basically, they they figured out how to get into the morphing grid to get power, uh, like like literally just to like replace fossil fuels. It's supposed to be oh, a clean oh. energy source. Uh, everybody's pretty excited except the mayor because he's smart, and the mayor is like, "Hey, um, all fucking villains ever." And like he lists a couple. He says Rita Repulsa. He says a couple other ones want to take the Power Rangers' power, so this seems like a bad call. Um, <laughs> so he's I like nervous. it so far. Yeah, so he's like, I don't know if this is a great idea, um, uh, but but my first... So, uh, so, but the company that is tapping into Morphex is like, that's okay, in addition to, you know, because we tapped into it, we figured out how to make our own Rangers. So we have these three, like, cadets that are going to be Rangers... And that's All great. Right. Okay, this rules. So the problem happens when the like a virus gets in there, and essentially you get evil rangers in the very first episode because what happens is right, they try. Of course you do. Yeah, they try to morph them, and it, essentially the cadets that they've chosen, two of three of them, get turned evil basically at the very very beginning. Um, and the one who is like was originally supposed to be one of the Rangers was in a relationship with the Yellow Ranger, and his whole arc is like the girl I like is gone. So that right. sucks. I don't love that. 
The other thing I don't like Wait, do, is... So do, they, do they, like, kill off the evil rangers? No, they get away, but, like, yeah, that's a setup. Is like, we've got these... Okay, we tried right. to morph these people... Uh, so the girl he likes rangers. isn't gone. Like she's, they're probably going to get her back at some point. Most likely, yes. Uh, so they're like, yeah, we've got these evil rangers, but now we can morph different people, and it's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, so anyway, the other thing I don't like is, as I said, the mayor doesn't like the idea, but basically this is... So in previous seasons, sometimes the rangers are, like, government-sanctioned, which I don't love either. Sure. This is a private corporation that has its own Power Rangers, which is worse. So, okay, um, I I, I, th- I feel like I'm neutral about that idea because I would need to see more of the show before passing judgment on it. Sure. Because if it turns out that the Morphex company is in bed with the bad guys... That's a good. That's a good show. That would be cool. Yes, because and the whole idea yeah. was that the Power Rangers were just going to be like a PR stunt for them. Sure, that would be kind of rad, actually. And it mm, there's some stuff in there that wouldn't surprise me if that's how it goes. But anyway, so so yeah, um, those are the two things I don't like. Stuff I do like: Evil Rangers in the first episode. That's rad. Uh, all the three Rangers get some stuff to do. At the, in the very first episode, they all get defining characteristics. The Red Ranger is the mayor's son, uh, and he's, like, rebellious and doesn't want to be... You Does know, the mayor, like, like, also dislike the Power Rangers because he dislikes the Morph Company? Yep. Yeah, he's mad his I like son's it. A ra- he's mad his son's a ranger. Uh, like... I'm mad that this sounds like a good TV show to watch. The yellow, the yellow ranger was gonna be one of the cadets, but failed out because she's too afraid of stuff and always runs away. And right. she's the bunny ranger, which well, is great. And like the I love ranger. that. So, and know, the yellow it's ranger, all, it's all tied in. Yeah. See on the um, emotional spectrum, Zach. Yellow represents fear. Oh right, fear. fear. Yes. So that's great. So they all get some stuff to do in the first episode. A lot of times. So what, the first what is episode, what's the blue ranger's thing? Sorry. What's the blue ranger's thing? Oh, the Blue Rangers thing is that he's sad because his girlfriend's evil now. Oh, so there okay. are, are there only three like good Rangers? There's only three to start. Yes. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, so I mean, I, this is an older like everyone knows how the Sentai goes. Is it just going to be where they like like rescue the evil Rangers and like recruit them? I don't know because there are two more, but they okay. don't look like the evil Rangers costumes at all. They're very different in the Sentai, so I'm not sure. We'll see. It could go that way. Um, <clears throat> the other thing I like, so that's cool because a lot of times in the first episode, only the Rain, Red Ranger gets anything. Right. So that's nice that that like we get a little bit of everybody. Um, the other thing that's cool is they're tr- the writers are trope savvy without making direct jokes about it. Uh-huh. So like how they get rid of the evil rangers is they tell they use the teleporters to teleport them away, which is something we've asked about a million times, but there's not a thing where they're like, "Oh boy, uh, no nobody would have thought to do this or anything right. like they that." Just do it's just it. something yeah. it's just something they do. Um also the the red the like original red ranger, the guy who was supposed to be the red ranger and gets turned evil, the show opens on a guy teaching a bunch of students karate and you're like, okay, this is the Jason. And then he turns out to be a power hungry bully. Who's an asshole. And you're like, Oh, that's a nice reversal. And then he turns out to be the original red Ranger who turns evil, which is like a good, like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like through line for that. You're fucking selling me on this show, dude. You're selling me on it too. And you've never sold me on any power Rangers thing (laughs) ever. It's good. So there's good, uh, the other thing, there's really good mor- non-morphed fights. 
Um, the, uh, the, the real Red Ranger, the, the mayor's son, I'm sorry, I don't have the names, I didn't write them down, Devin, I think, he fights this bully, uh, non-morphed, it's like a really good kung fu fight, like, not special effect based, which they haven't done in a long time, it's usually, even out of the suits, a bunch of special effects, no, like, bad puns in the fights, it's just fighting and, like, yelling, uh, all that stuff is good, and then, like I said, uh, I, I kind of went over, I love the setup for this, the idea of like, okay, we're going to use the morphing grid as the power, as a power source. Um, but to protect, protect ourselves, we've got to like make Rangers also. And I really like the idea of like acknowledging, yeah, we figured out how to do this because there's lots of power Rangers. It's been a thing forever but not giving you don't have to like know all the previous seasons to, to care about that. You just have to know power Rangers exist. Right. And, and also they're not doing the weird thing that they sometimes do where they're like, what are power Rangers? And it's like, your planet's been invaded by aliens eight times. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, like, yeah. stop this. <laughs> so obviously we'll have to wait and see like where the story with that goes. Like we were saying, but this basically sounds like it's like RoboCop, but Power Rangers. Yeah, kind of. I mean, we have this corporation that now is like a monopoly over all the energy, and now they've made their own like private army. Let's call it. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting because like the the mayor is like, I don't want to turn this on, but like he doesn't seem to have the power to stop them from doing it. Yeah. So there's this kind of interesting, like, like dynamic there. Oh, also the Balkan skull have their own, like straight up Balkan skull, but a different key theme, basically. Like it's almost the same thing. And the pair is uh security guards at the, at the company. Okay, uh, yeah, the yeah. domineering one is a lady who's like four foot five. And then the sub submissive one is this giant dude who's like six foot two, which uh -huh. I love. Yeah, it's yeah. very good. Do they hate the so, Power Rangers because they're taking their jobs? I think they're just like. As like security for the company? I think they're just like, we want to do. They're, they're like, do they mean to do well, but they're just dumb oh, as sure. opposed to being like bullies, which is kind of nice. Um, but yeah, I I dig it. I think it's really good. It's a great start, good action, good setup. Uh, I, I actually really like... It's a lot of original footage. I didn't see almost any uh, reused footage, which is interesting. Um, I'm sure there oh, will be. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, it's neat. And I like... I, I really like what I saw. Um, I'm excited to see more. Yeah, it's, it sounds good. I didn't have that much... Yeah, like I said, I, I don't really know what I expected, but I definitely came out being, like, surprised that I enjoyed it that much. Uh, so, yeah, it's cool. Um, All right. I'll definitely, you know, if anything crazy, I'll, I'll check in every every once in a while and let you know how it's going. But um, sure. I intend to watch it, which, like, I watched the first episode of Ninja Steel, and I was like, I don't know that I need to follow this. So this has been at least better than that. Let's nice. <laughs> So yeah, um, now that we've done that, look uh, forward to our full coverage of the series in fifty years. Yep. Yeah. Also, people are like, "Do a bonus episode?" No, because we're going to cover it eventually when yeah. we're ninety. <laughs> we'll only be in our forties. I've done the math before. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So um, let's talk about the episode, which I don't want to do, but we have to. That's our job. Yeah. 
This is episode 18, Inner Spirit of Power Rangers Zeo. Um, and it and starts... We, it starts strong <laughs> with straight up... We, we just a, replay a clip. We, we re, replay a clip from the fucking uh, Zeo quest just with a, uh, a, a white kind of fuzzy border around it. Because Tommy is having a nightmare. He's having a nightmare. Basically, they re- what's kind of funny about this is they're like, it, it, it's like in the middle of the of a sentence almost. Like uh, the the guy he met in his quest, whose name is Sam Trueheart. I had to look it up. Um, is like only the true of heart can achieve this. That's the first sentence Wait, of the of Sam the episode. Trueheart. Okay, all yeah. right. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. See, the thing, the thing you need to understand about really bad portrayals of Native Americans in children's media is that they're basically Care Bears. But uh, <laughs> what I'm saying is like, okay, the whole, the shitty portrayal of, of an Native American character, that that is garbage. I'm saying even independent of that, though, that's just shitty writing. <laughs> that Sam Trueheart is telling you how you need to be true of heart. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but But it's... Also, it's just, like, baffling because they are trying to remind you of this thing that happened, but they don't tell... It's not the whole sentence. It's literally half a sentence. And then he's like, also, you earned this, and he hands him over the little arrowhead that we talked about. I forgot half how bad Half an that arrowhead. Arrow, yeah, half an arrowhead. I forgot how bad and obviously, like, made of metal it was, which is weird. I don't know why that is. Um, oh, it's the it's the, the fakest looking fucking arrowhead ever. Yeah. Um, and then we we uh, we cut to Tommy like tossing and turning. Um, and then he we get like a little thing of of uh, them getting their asses kicked in the Megazord. So he, I guess he's like in turmoil. It's not really explained. Like so. They, so what we get, and we'll we'll get some more dialogue from Tommy in a bit that'll clarify this. He's having nightmares about the Megazord failing and the Rangers losing, juxtaposed with voiceover of Mr. Trueheart uh, telling him the importance of, like, follow his heart and concentrate on the journey, not the destination. Like, that is a phrase that we'll hear about a million times in this episode. Which I still don't really know what that means in regards to the lesson that is learned, but yeah, okay, fine. Um, I guess it's just don't fucking worry about your goals. Go with the flow is, is I is what that sounds like. It's trying yeah, to be the, if I was being charitable, which like, I don't want to, but yeah, <laughs> but, but <laughs> well, need to be. Let, let me give the best explanation I can and then walk it back. Sure. I think the idea is that Tommy is too controlling and that is what happens with his Zord. Cause he like tries to control it and then he learns oh, I need to, like, let go a little bit. And I guess that's kind of what he's saying, but right. yeah, it's, it, yeah. So. so this paired with the three-parter we just finished, this is the ultimate cul- culmination of what has been basically Tommy's storyline from his introduction. And not the in- not an intentional storyline that the writers put in, because that doesn't happen. But his storyline that we have have gathered and put together from watching this show and actually trying to like take it seriously somewhat, and that is the ongoing saga of Tommy Oliver, world's saddest boy. Yes, yeah, and the other the weird thing is like, 
I don't know. I understand that he was sad he got dumped. I get that. But, like, I don't really know what his turmoil is in this part. Like, he's just, I, not... I feel like, and this this is something that's been true since the Green Ranger days. And again, the show did not deliberately put this in, but it's what's there. He has sort of an inferiority complex or a lack that's of self-confidence. True. Yeah. Like, uh, imposter syndrome, I think, is probably the, the best way to describe it. He, uh-huh. he's, he's like the most powerful ranger and has been for the longest time. Right. But he's so convinced that he's going to fuck it up anyway. Yeah. That, and I and guess that's, that's what he has to deal with. that's line, even though they don't do a great job of it. They do sort of bring it back every once in a while. So sure. Um, but yeah, he's freaking out about like fucking up and, and he, he's like, I don't, if anybody could help me with this, it's Zordon, man, why <laughs> would you would think that? I could not tell you. Um, anyone else would be a better choice. Yeah. Like, I mean, seriously, so, like if we're, if we're trying to give him like actual advice to this to, like, fictional bulk. character, he'll help I, you more than Zordon. I was going to say Billy call Billy is the right answer. Well, that's the actual good answer. I'm saying Ernie. Like, that's how low the bar is. Yeah. Like almost anybody else would be a better call, but he teleports to the power chamber in the middle of the night, which is kind of, I sort of like this scene because I, it's something that they've done in the comics a lot where like, Especially with Jason, where in the comics they really portray Jason as, like, working too hard and, like, yeah. kind of burning himself out. Uh-huh. Which I think fits with his character in the show, but they don't right. explore it. Well, yeah, all those bench um, presses he did. Yeah. Well, well, also, like, the comic does a much better job of, of like, portraying Zordon as a mentor figure that someone sure. could turn yes. to in an hour right. of need. <laughs> but, but, uh, but, yeah, in I like the idea of, like... Tommy freaking out so bad that he's like, I can't even wait uh, to the next day. And also I don't want to involve anybody else. I'm just going to go talk to Zord on the middle of the night. Uh, he wakes alpha up who is wearing a goddamn nightmare before, not nightmare, before, night before Christmas <laughs> style, like big sleeping cap. Yeah. Which is, the show's been really big on like huge, ridiculous hats lately. Is that, is that good? I kind of like think it's it. Good, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's good and it's kind of funny, but also it's disheartening that like this is Alpha's response to an intruder in the command center. Oh, he's like, yeah, he just freaks out and he's like, intruder alert! Intruder alert! Must notify Zordon. Which like Zordon doesn't have hands, so like again, I, I feel like this is something we go back to a lot. But Alpha, you have like a shock ability. Well, you can blow yourself up. Zordon's ahead in a tube. I don't really think he's who you should be going to. You got to take care of this. Um, but yeah, so uh, Tommy calms him down. He's like, no, no, no. I'm just here to talk to Zordon. Uh, and Zordon's like, Tommy, it's very late. What the hell? Uh, and he asks if he can check the status of the Zeo Megazord, which I guess is the idea is that the dream was that the Megazord was getting fucked up, so he thinks something is wrong with it in real life. Okay, I don't, I don't like have a dream where I'm where like my credit card gets declined and then I wake up and go check my credit. Like that, that's not. I don't know. I, I think he's presuming a lot, uh, even well, though it's it's the one-two punch of there's been power outages in the command center lately, so something's kind of up, and yeah. also. Zordon is familiar with magical bullshit, and there yes. seems to be, like, a lot of, like, 
vague Native American magic going on with Tommy right now. So, oh boy. Yeah. yeah. Listen, it's not good, but it's what's happening. The, the yeah. thing the thing that bothers me the most, well, I'm not going to say it that way. One of the things that bothers <laughs> me the most about the way Native American uh culture and 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 stuff is portrayed in, I'm fascinated to hear in, your take on this. In Zach. this show, well, it's the way they incorporate it into like their mythos. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. It's... I hate that. It's its own thing. Don't treat it that way. Like, there's nothing in this episode that's as bad as like the Native American petroglyphs of the fucking Zeo helmets. <sighs> but, uh, yeah, the idea of Zordon like knowing about Native American magic because he's a wizard, so he just knows magic is bad. I don't like that. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's a weird thing, and and like a. It, this is the first example my mind jumped to, I guess, because I'm in the call with you, Zach. But my mind jumped to fucking Nightwolf in Mortal Kombat. Sure, that's it's this my idea fault. that like if you if you take a setting that just has magic and you try to introduce a Native American culture, especially a fake one, yeah, like at it, that it, point they're just wizards. I, it's just like they're, another thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, Mortal Kombat, if you want to talk about problematic faves, we could talk about Mortal Kombat a little bit. Will not defend. Uh, but yes. So the idea like we're, is... We're going we're gonna to get to Sam Trueheart. Sam Trueheart is just a warlock. Straight pretty up. Much. He yeah. just, he does spells. God, we'll talk about that shortly. But yeah, so uh, the idea is that the, the command center has been experiencing power outages. Uh, but they say the Zeozord itself is fine. So they're not really sure what's going on. Um, we cut to the gym and juice bar. And where... oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Rocky has had some incredible lines in this show. <laughs> yeah, folks. So this one might take the cake. I don't like live tweet me watching the episodes. But this line, I took a screenshot of every of every part of the line and put it on face or on Twitter because I couldn't not. Uh, do you want to go ahead? Do you want to do it? Go for it, dude. You get you got this. We okay. Let me let me do a little bit of setup. Yeah. We cut to the gym and juice bar because everything's at the gym and juice bar. Because they, they have the one set. Yes. Uh-huh, they ahead. have the one set, and we got some dudes uh, doing. Again, I don't know if any of this is at all like how based on real shit this is or not. But we're we got not some... equipped. We're not equipped to to say whether this yeah, is we... like a real ceremony or not. But we yeah, have. But some we got Native some dudes Americans. drumming on the thing and doing a Native American chant where there's all this stuff everywhere. Like there's just there's like rugs hanging on displays and like pottery and shit. The idea and then is Rocky that this says, is a cultural exhibition, basically. Yeah. Given how accurate they are about things, I do know about though. Not Probably optimistic. Bad. Probably bad. Uh, so, um, we cut over from that over to Rocky. Rocky says, hey guys, don't you think it's weird that Tommy keeps dreaming about his arrowhead <laughs> and now there's this whole Native American arts exhibit here. <laughs> you know what, Rocky? I do think that's weird. Rocky is becoming <laughs> cognizant of the fact that he's on a TV show for kids. <laughs> yeah. So, He's so, he's seeing he's 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 seeing the Matrix. Is this this, like thing? A, this this dialogue could have come out of Cabin in the Woods? Yes. So, so we have to kind of fast forward ahead a little bit here because what we're gonna find out is that um, Mr. Trueheart is 
either not real or a wizard, one or the other. It's not super clear. Um, and I think he might be like a force ghost. Sure, could I be think that we try, also. I think we tried to tie this show into Star Wars at one point. I think he's a force ghost. Uh, but but basically, he we're gonna determine that he is like some form of of spirit or or like. Basically, he appears and disappears. He does not sure. seem to be like a regular person. Um, Which makes the fact that he wears blue jeans really weird to me personally. <laughs> yes, that is a weird call. Now, he he is at this festival with what Rocky says, basically saying like, hey, this ha- can't be a coincidence. There has to be some kind of connection between Tommy's dreams and the fact that this festival is happening. Is Mr. Trueheart not only able to appear, disappear, you know, put dreams into Tommy's head? Can he also, did he also organize a festival so that he can meet Tommy? <laughs> did he go to Ernie and say, hello, sir? <laughs> he, he, he introduces himself to Tommy as the guy who's like running the exhibit. That's what I'm saying. So is everything that's at this exhibit also magic? Or did did is he a wizard who also just went up to uh, Ernie and was like, "Hey, can I do this thing here?" Like, which is the more reasonable explanation? If we take all of this shit to its logical conclusion, and again, this is terrible because all of this is terrible, right? But like, if we operate in like Power Rangers is establishing the logic that Native Americans are just wizards and all of their artifacts are just magic. So yeah, absolutely, clear, we are not saying that. No, no, oh, Power God. Rangers is saying this, and like <laughs> I picked up. Can, can I like renege being on this episode? Nope, no, you can't. You're here no, now. No, shit. we're in the shit now. Like I, th- I think this is just. I think this just whole thing is just sorcery. Yeah, I, I don't think none of this is real. That's what I think. Uh, but yeah, so Rocky says some wild shit, which again. Rocky is gaining genre uh, knowledge. He's going to yeah, start wearing... Because yeah, he's, he's talking to Tanya and Adam. He also says, and maybe it also has something to do with the power outages at the command center lately. Rocky's going to start fucking wearing a Deadpool mask in the next episode. <laughs> no, because... Okay, I want us to pay close attention to Rocky in the next episode. Because I think it's likely that... Uh, obviously, he's still going to be played by Steve Cardenas. But I think they're going to put a little bit of makeup on him. To make it clear that, like, this is not the same Rocky going forward because he's been replaced. Because he figured out too much. Oh, I see. Got it. Um, so, oh, yeah. So, in in the same vein of everything happens at the command center, everything is sponsored by the police department. Yeah. So, because... <laughs> the other thing that happens is right after that line, there is a one-two punch of Lieutenant Stone coming in and saying... This Native American Arts Festival is the first event sponsored by the Police Cultural Committee this year. What? If you, if you don't know why that sentence is a problem, <laughs> you have not been watching a lot of the news in the past couple of years. <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah, a, prob- a horrible problem on that level. <laughs> Fuck off. But also, what? Yeah, yes, on, the other, on another level, excuse me? What? How does that the, make sense? The yeah. police what now? That's, that's really that's really this whole episode in microcosm is right. there's there's the immediate if you've been paying attention to the news and like social justice shit this doesn't make sense. Yeah. And then there's the second layer of even if yeah. you ignore that it also still doesn't make sense. Yeah, Deeply there's definitely offensive uh, from an outside perspective and also completely incoherent from an inside perspective. The, the whole, it's yes, exactly. The, the, 
hey, this is fucked, and but I'm going to try to put that aside so that I can watch it. Okay, now it just doesn't make sense. Like, right. yeah, that's <laughs> exactly. Um, so Lieutenant Stone puts uh, puts uh, Balkan Skull in charge of raffle ticket sales, uh-huh. uh, which, like, I guess to raise money for the event or for the com- the Native American community in the area, it's not really clear. So, nope. To raise money uh- for Sam Trueheart? I guess. Yeah, who's a, a magic man. Um, <laughs> who's and, a ghost, but he's still got to pay rent, man. <laughs> yeah. So, but like, but, so. Go ahead. The, the grand prize for selling the most raffle tickets, uh, and this is the motivation for why Bulk and Skull suddenly decide they're actually going to try and do a really good job here, is a free trip to Hawaii, which there's some extra subtext that the show does not touch on or even seem to think of. Of it being, like, this is a whole thing about, like, you know, finding Native American roots and then, like, the grand prize is Hawaiian oh, tourism. To Hawaii. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> Can I we ask go back another... about the Sonic movie? I liked yeah. then. <laughs> Can I ask another question? If the prize for selling raffle tickets is a trip to Hawaii, <laughs> the fuck do you win if you win the raffle? Like... <laughs> What's the actual raffle prize? Oh, that's rigged. They're just gonna make it. So whoever wins the raffle was whoever sold the most tickets. Oh, I, I think they, I think they said that it's they they win like some kind of arrowhead actually. Oh no! I th- oh, boy. I th- like they said it's like a, a special high quality arrowhead. I think it's just the other half of Tommy's MacGuffin maybe. Oh, that's <sighs> not good. Uh... Also, Mister Kaplan shows up and and like he's got the worst wig he's ever had. Yeah, they made it extra bad. I think they spray painted it blue. It's like a little. It's not the right color anymore. They they made it bad on purpose, basically. Um, he he. They ask him if he would like to buy a ticket, and he says, "I already bought one from Delmar." And they're like, "That's not a person's name, but okay. Uh, I guess we'll try to find out who that is." Glad. Hey, if your name Delmar, right in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, then I mean, I'll, there's I'll a- eat my words. <laughs> it's I I think it's a name because like there's a place in St. Louis called the Delmar Loop. I'm sure it's a name. the The thing is like when we meet Delmar, it's what's that character from um, Boy Meets World who is the nerd everyone hated? Minkus. Know. He's a Minkus. Where it's like you just picked the nerdiest name that's not a name, basically, in order to make make this person even more of like. Another essentially. See, you 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 went to Boy Meets World. I went to the main character from Revenge of the Nerds. Sure, I don't really remember much about Revenge of the Nerds, other than the thing that everybody knows about Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> yeah, that's probably for the best. Yeah. Um. So they they walk around and ask a bunch of people to buy tickets, and, and uh, everybody, like, everybody, and like the the uh, Adam, Tanya, and Rocky, everybody, Bulk and Skull talk to. They always give the same answer. Delmar got to him first. Delmar got to him is a weird way to phrase it, but okay, yes. You got so Delmarred. See, so Delmar like, was a sorcerer who wanted control of the Keyblade so he could get the pure Kingdom Hearts. Delmar, okay, so what is Delmar's nobody's name then? Quick, you got well, ten seconds. Go. I mean, I can give you the real lore, which is that nobody has real nobody names. That's Xehanort gives them that because it gives them... I listen. I haven't played Dream Drop Distance yet, but it gives them some kind of control over them to put an X in their name because X is the most ancient character, and by putting an X in your name, he can use his dark magics on you. Uh, it's it's by the way, it's it's the most ancient 
Didn't you count? <laughs> yeah. Because it's 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 a corruption of key, the Greek letter. Okay. That represents the key blade. The Wait, that lets oh, you... I hate that. Hold on. Okay. So the actual the actual history of ancient Greece is canon to Kingdom Hearts. Sure. <laughs> um. So anyway, by the yeah, way, Hercules it's, it's... is one of the worlds, Mike. <laughs> by the way, the the answer was relax him. Okay, great. <laughs> relax him. So so they got to find Delmar, and they say they're going to stop him before he wins a trip to Hawaii. I don't know what they're going to do. I guess they're just gonna beat his ass. Like I don't really. I mean, know yeah, they're gonna try is. to intimidate him. Yeah, um, I don't know if they know who Delmar is. No, they I, they do not. That is explicit. They they're like, we gotta find this Delmar guy, and then their whole whole plot line is like asking people, "Do you know who Delmar is?" So that sounds yeah. like a folk song. Do you know who Delmar is? Do you yeah, know sure. who Delmar is? He's a very close friend of mine. I don't have more. I, I really wanted more, though. <laughs> Do you know how to, who Delmar is? Do you used to work in the mine? I rhymed mine with mine. I'm going to just stop now. I mean, Luke, there that, that song delivery. Versions, so it's fine. <laughs> that song um, delivery was way less folk song and way more like Rodgers and Hammerstein. Yeah. I was expecting listen. you to, like, turn stage left and just, like, right. fucking bare your soul about Delmar. Yeah. So, uh, there is a, another big power surge in the. Uh, uh, Jim and Juice Bar. Um, everybody's kind of freaked out. We see Tommy. Uh, he's getting out of his car and heading in. And uh, he runs into Sam Trueheart, who he recognizes. And now we have to get into timeline shit again because he is the same guy that he met as a child when the time was reversed, but he's yeah, but the he's same a, age. But he's a ghost wizard, man. That's irrelevant. Okay, fair enough. He's sure. Okay, I'll like, do you really think this. he's like mid sixties guy? He's like five thousand years old or whatever. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, okay. I initially thought it was just gonna be like, oh, he's the descendant of the guy Tommy met, but like then he turns into a ghost, so it's like, okay, well that just makes sense. Well, then none of this matters. Sure, but that's what's weird though is he doesn't recognize Tommy, but Tommy recognizes him. Uh, which again, well, he is, acts is, like he doesn't recognize Tommy. He super recognizes right. Tommy. Is the thing it is explained briefly when we find out he's a whatever i still don't know what he is uh but yes but yeah he says the he's problem the problem is what he is <laughs> well yes there's definitely that um but he says he he he's the curator but he forgot a, a piece of the exhibit so he has to get a cab to go get it and tom's just like well why don't i give you a ride yeah they get in tommy's weird ass car uh that if wait you wasn't are... this wasn't this rocky's car I think it was. This is the also, Red Rocky he... Mobile. Why does Tommy have it? Does, does, does becoming the Red Ranger mean you get the previous Red Ranger's car? <laughs> yes, that's yes. how it works. Yep. I mean, uh, apparently becoming the Pink Ranger means you get to live in the previous Pink Ranger's fucking house. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know exactly. <laughs> I guess that's how that works. Um, God. Wait, so, so does this does it mean that, that Tanya, like, inherited a job at the animal shelter? Yeah. I, get, I mean, honestly, probably. This show is so weird about, like, insisting that nothing's changed to the point where I had forgotten about this, but I was doing some, some uh, like, kind of refresher stuff recently. I forgot that eventually when Bulk and Skull find out who the Power Rangers are, they... They basically act like it's the original cast. Oh yeah, doesn't that happen not? like? Doesn't that happen like? 
toward the end of Turbo after the whole cast has just recently been swapped out. Yes, they're like, oh my god, it's been them the whole time, and he's like, you just met those people. What are you talking <laughs> about? Uh, so anyway, um, they get in in uh, Tommy slash Rocky's car, um, and the Rocky's it's the Tommy Mobile now. It's my dog Buster. Oh Jesus! Tommy is insisting he knows Sam. And Sam's like, no, I just got one of those faces. Uh, everybody says that. And okay. And Tommy is now conspicuously wearing the arrowhead around his neck, which he has never done before. Right. That's true. Yeah. Like I had, I had honestly forgotten about it until I saw the episode was coming up. Um, he says, uh, you know, I've collected arrowheads my whole life. Uh, Tommy says someone gave it to him a long time ago, which is. Which- True? Technically true? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not a lie. But he also says, like, and I'm trying to find the other half of it. And, like, so it's Sam Trueheart says, this is my stop, and they're in the middle of the desert. <laughs> Which, okay, like, like there's the de- there's not a building around, and then Sam Trueheart is like, okay, this is my stop, just the middle of nowhere. Uh, also, let me just give you some really obvious hints and life advice real quick. Uh, yes. Uh, just BT dubs. Uh, sometimes an end is also a beginning. Uh, don't worry about the jur- don't worry about the destination. Focus on the journey. Follow your heart. Uh, also, this is a really good spot to find arrowheads. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Uh, and gonna, uh, don't look behind you when you card pull- company. Excuse me, because I just got a bunch of these platitudes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, by the way, don't look behind you when you drive away because I need to turn into mist. Uh, see you later. Turn into a ghost. Yeah, maybe he's a Dracula. Is actually what's happening because yes, he he drives he's off. He's the day though, and he's not sparkling even okay, a little sure. bit. Um, but yeah, he turn. It looks like when you use the back dash as Alucard in uh, <laughs> in Symphony of the Night, and he just turns into a mist cloud and goes away. And then Tommy, this is a weird line because he's like, "Wait, arrowheads!" Like he just realized something. But what you could be realizing that isn't, like, the exact text of the sentence, I don't right. understand. And like, the thing is, like, I, here's the fo- here's the thing, folks. I was only slightly exaggerating. This guy could not be more obviously giving Tommy mystical life advice. And, like, he, c- he couldn't be doing it any harder. Tommy is unbelievably dense. Yeah. So he's like... Wait a minute. He's talking about arrowheads. He stops, turns around, and he's gone. And then um, he, he turns around to face the other way. He's like, oh, wait, no, he was just on the other side of the street. <laughs> no, he's gone. No, he's gone. Uh, we cut up to the bad guys seven minutes into the episode. Uh, and we are introduced to the main drain monster, who is a monster that has been sucking energy from the town. And that's why we've been getting blackouts. Okay, uh, so here's here's the fucking thing. This monster's deal is it's draining like like power from like all of Angel Grove's power plants and power grid and all that stuff. And he says that by draining all the power from the city, they're also draining the power from the Megazord. So that so yes, we've we know this already because <laughs> the act. We actually, there was an episode where it was explicitly stated that the Megazord is run off of the power grid of the city 
And in fact, when they went to the power, the main power plant slash computer plant in Angel Grove, question mark, I still don't understand that. All the fucking schematics of the Megazord were That's stored right. there. Yeah, so, the internet episode. Yeah, so like that actually is consistent. It's stupid, <laughs> but that's that's correct. I can't <laughs> fucking. Oh. <laughs> hey, I have a question, real quick. Uh huh. Um. So uh, every one of the machine empire is like a machine, right? Yes. So do you think that like main drain needs like oil changes? Uh, maybe. Why? Do you think like when he gets oil changed, like they do it with like. Because he's, like, kind of a guy, also. Like, they're all kind of, you know, humanoid. Do you think, like, they use, like, an IV drip to it, like, intravenously? Instead of, like, you know, how you do a car? Why? Where are you going with this? I'm just wondering that if when Main Drain gets an oil change, he calls it veining the Main Drain. Oh, boy. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm really, I'm real tired after that long walk. I'm going to need to sit down for a while. Yeah, okay, so, folks, as far as things in this episode that, like, <laughs> are unbelievably stupid when you take even a slight amount of time to think about, this doesn't even crack the top 20, but the Machine Empire have a subject amongst their ranks whose entire purpose in life is to be really inefficient with power sources and drain energy from machinery around them. That seems like it would be a bad person to have in your machine yeah, empire. That's like... Hey, okay, yeah. but counterpoint, my entire purpose is to be really inefficient with jokes. That seems like a bad thing to have on a podcast, and yet here I am. Well, but we love you, so I guess they well, just really like him. That's the go. deal. Yeah, He's just fun at parties. <laughs> yeah. So speaking... So Main Drain, by the way, uh, I was staring at this design, and I was like, is that like a Pokemon? There's something I've seen that looks exactly like this. It's Skullman from Mega Man 4, which I have linked in the chat. It's basically the exact design, and it, I could not figure it out. But oh, see, go. because I'm me, the design reminded me of the Centurion Horse Guy from the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon. Oh and, al- and also Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, because he's like, I think he's like level 9 or something. I remember I love what you, you mean, because I've played a lot of Mean Bean Machine. I love you, Mike. Yeah, oh, so yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. He looks kind of like a skeleton robot, basically, in case you... Uh, in case you can't see it or, or don't watch along with us. Um, he In case is... you're not privy to our Skype chat. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I said the It actually took man. me a moment to, to figure out that you were talking about watching the episode. I was like, Zach, yeah. literally just Luke and I can see the picture. <laughs> no, no, no. I meant the episode. Um, so, yeah, they say he's going to drain all the power from uh, from the the Angel Grove power plant, which will also drain all the power from the Megazord. Because that makes sense. Um, we cut to Bulk and Skull. They are going to sell some raffle tickets to small children. <laughs> okay. That seems they like just some fucking kind of went crime. to a. They just went to a fucking jungle gym and a playground. Yeah. It, it's not. It's not a. I mean, it's not a crime. It's just stupid. Like, I, it's like what? Kids don't have money. You know this. <laughs> I'm just saying that seems like borderline gambling. Sure. Um, I guess I don't know the legality of it per se, but it doesn't seem, (laughs) you know, great. Well, it's not moral. Like, that's for sure. Uh, Do do you need some kind of permit to run a raffle? I have no idea. I I really don't know. I mean, they did them when I was in high school all the ding dang. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I guess also it's not a cash prize, so that makes it different. 
So they uh, try to sell some tickets to these small children who already have their raffle tickets from Del Mar. Shit. Uh, there's some, some like... Delmar's uh, fucking sequences. unstoppable. This fucker gets around. Yeah, there's some like dream sequences where they're imagining they're in Hawaii, and then a nerdy-looking guy named Delmar shows up to ruin their time because he he stole their their sweet vacation. Um, there's a little gag where where Bulk's talking about like it's like surrounded by beautiful women and coconut drinks in in coconuts carved to look like monkey heads and crustaceans, and Bulk gets a lobster stuck to his toe. Because yep. that's that's the prop they had. Right. That's how it goes. Uh, they are attacked by Main Drain, uh, who chases them around for a little while, which is fun. Um, we cut back to the gym and juice bar. Tommy is explaining to everyone that he just met uh, a man who disappeared. Uh, and they're like, cool. And he, oh, and he's like, what do you think it means? And they're like, I... I don't know, buddy. That's, that's kind of an open-ended question. Like, uh, but yeah, so Tom, uh, Kat tells What do you Tommy, think it means when we disappear on a daily basis? Yeah. Um, oh, he's a Power Ranger. Got oh, it. Shit. Yeah, he teleported. Um, uh, Bulk runs in and says, call 911. There's a monster in the playground, uh, which is funny for two reasons. A, <laughs> yeah. A, because not like the police are going to do anything about They are the uh, police. Yeah, well, that was B, is they are the police. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be funny because 911, they're calling 911 for monster attacks. Well, yes, yeah, <laughs> that's not going to help. Um, I've, th- it's like that the- has to be a, a thing now, is is like, there has to be some kind of monster hotline right. in Angel <laughs> Grove, but like, the, well, the city's not actually equipped to do anything, they just have to deal with that dispatch well, we saw that epi- what's the nature of your emergency oh god there's a monster hold on while i connect you to zordon <laughs> uh i mean we know that at least alpha has some kind of outreach to to the police so you know who knows uh i mean pa- he called them one time right power goes out in the gym and juice bar uh the rangers sneak away uh call zordon hey what's going on I, I um, like the shot of Ernie immediately busting out a flashlight and being like, don't worry, everybody, it's probably just a blown fuse. I, I like the implication that Ernie just carries a flashlight on him at all times, because probably the fuses just blow out all the time in the Jim and Juice bar. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, listen, uh, Ernie's paid some people off so that he doesn't have inspections as often as the, as you normally would, right. so he's, still, he's just ready for the consequences. <clears throat> Uh, they sneak off and morph to go fight the main drain monster, um, and it immediately gets embiggened by Clank. They get in the Megazord, and- That's been happening them. a lot lately, by the way, just skipping the ground level monster fight. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then they get their butts kicked. Uh, and I will say, though, I actually like how it happens, which is that they beat up on him for a little bit, uh- and then he like lays down. Well, and... so he gets down on his knees to beg for mercy, but also like King Mondo is just there with a white flag on his staff. Yeah, He's like, please like... don't destroy my monster. Uh, and the monster gets on his knees and says, "I am not worthy." Uh, and so Kat... that's a fucking wild for them to just put a fucking Wayne's World joke in here. 
I didn't even connect that, but sure, that's probably what it is, honestly. Yeah, uh, I mean, someone in that writer's room likes Wayne's World, and it's not like that's an inappropriate joke. It's just one a kid wouldn't yeah. get. Right. Yeah. Uh, Kat's like, well, this is definitely fake. Like, there's no way that this is real. Um, and then we see, Rocky like, seems like he kind of wants to go for it, actually. Yeah. We see Mandrain, like, sprout a tail, and then it, like, digs through the ground and jumps up and, and like, bites into the megazord basically uh they say right in the chest it's fucking brutal they say it's tapped into its main uh power source and then they suck all its power he sucks all its power out like it gets its the megazord gets the shit kicked out of it basically um it's not destroyed which we've seen happen a couple times right uh but the sword gets broken and it's like out of commission essentially it's it's out of power uh, they, so, they... Go ahead. so based on the dialogue and what happens, it's implied that, like, Alpha teleports the Zord away just in time, but we don't see a visual effect of that. That's happened just kind before of... in the show, where they're yeah, just like, like, oh we... shit, we sent it back to its <laughs> hiding spot, because it was bad. We get, we get, like, a close-up of King Mondo being like, haha, it's finally time, we we're destroying the Megazord at long last, wait, where'd it go? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is funny. Um... We go to the the uh, power chamber, which has no power. Ha ha. Um, More and, like the uh, unpowered chamber. That's right. Everyone's freaking out. Uh, Tommy's like, they're going to destroy the city and we can't do anything. Uh, Billy steps in and says, well, actually, uh, I have an experimental Zord that I've been working on. Um, and... Weird bit of continuity here. It is based on schematics and things I studied while I was an Aquatar. So here's the deal. The Battleborgs uh, were the Aquitian Zords. He has developed the Red Battle Zord, which is based on what he learned while he was on Aquatar. They... Oh, that's what... Oh, so they've I get ac- it. They've actually, like... Built some continuity in this. And, oh, because piloted like one of those. Right. And Billy says, like, I used their Noro like control systems that I learned how to to build on uh Aquatar, and I built it into this new uh this new robot. Also, it's gonna tap directly into your brain and we haven't tested it yet. That's fine. <laughs> but like, so for folks who forgot or skipped Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers, wouldn't blame you. Wouldn't blame you. The Equations basically controlled their Zords with their minds from the ground. And while Tommy's still going to get into a cockpit, the basic idea is the proper functioning of the Zord is going to rely on Tommy's mental state. Which is already a bad idea, <laughs> even before you get to the fact that he's been stressed out lately. Right. right. Um, Yeah. So, th- and also just making one for Tommy, boy, howdy, that's putting all your eggs in one basket. <laughs> yeah. Well, Zordon says like, you're so to control the Zord, your mind must be at peace. Your state of mind will directly affect your ability to control your new Zord. You teenager who just got dumped. Good fucking luck. <laughs> <laughs> um, who came, who came in the middle of the night because he was having nightmares last night to talk to me. Um, so I mean, and to the to the show's credit, they they do explicitly have Tommy go like, 
well, I'm a fucking mess, so, like, here we go. I hope this works. (laughs) Like, he says, like, with all this stuff going on, I hope I can think straight enough to handle it. Um, Cut to him getting into the Zord and it immediately freaking out and busting through all the things that were holding it in place in, like, the, the hangar. So here's the other thing that frustrates me about this episode. Yeah. Uh, I, there's a lot of shit that's really severely problematic and I love everything for, I love this part basically. Right. But you can't love it like unreservedly yeah. because right. it's all tied Be- up in the shit that's bad. Because yeah, that's, this thing is everything else about this episode is actually pretty good. Because here's the thing. They they do this pretty well. All the stuff with the red Bowser. First of all, it looks cool. It's a big humanoid standalone robot Zord. It's not like a part of other stuff. It doesn't. As far as I can tell, it doesn't transform. It's just like a big dude with gloves, um, and it immediately like breaks. He he's having trouble controlling it right out the gate. Uh, it basically like breaks out of the, the like the scaffolding and stuff that's around it in the Zord Bay. He just punches yeah. out of the way because he's not doing a great job. Uh, he's saying like, I don't know how to do this. I'm freaking out. And he's like wrecking where they keep the Zords. Uh, he He's like, well, maybe it copies my movements. Um, and there's this extended sequence where it's just like waving its arms around. I thought he was going to punch himself in the face for a little while. Cause it's, it's just that level of like, they're showing him just like flailing around. There's a part where he just like punches some mountains, which is pretty good. Um, yeah. I, I have to assume that something along these lines is what's happening in the original footage because we just get an extended sequence of just this robot freaking out, going out of control, punching shit. And then just, Tumbling down a mountain and ending buried in in like an avalanche. And we have to talk about that shot because they just threw a toy down a cliff. <laughs> like <laughs> like it goes from guy in suit to like obviously toy, not even on wires. Like they just hooked it down a little cliff and threw a bunch of rocks on it, which is really great. Um, then we see like uh, the main drain being like, well, that was easy. Uh, I didn't have to do anything. Um, <laughs> and there's King Mondo also like he's spending a lot of time on Earth in this episode. Yeah. yeah. And he's just like, well, what are you fucking doing, main drain? Like get, beat him up while he's down. Step on him. And he goes for a finishing blow, and then the other rangers show up on a hillside and just shoot pistols at him <laughs> while he's giant. Uh, to distract him, and he picks them up, and he he's just like, I got the, I got them. They're adorable. There's a two second shot of him holding shitty figurines. Yeah, I think they're just the action figures for, from the show. No, they yeah. look worse than the action figures from the show. Is the thing? They're, it's real bad. He they look like him. pieces from like Power Rangers Zeo the board game. <laughs> yeah, it's really silly. Um, uh, they're like. Tommy, you know, the, we need I, I do have to say, I do have to say the composite shot of them being like held in its hands is the most hilarious part of it. It's real because, silly. Because it's just the, the, the actors like standing like they're, it, they're very clearly like they've got a, a hill behind them and they're just like standing like up on a ledge or something, waving their arms around. And then they got like, like just big fake fingers just yeah. in front. And it's just the most hilarious thing. 
Um, so Tommy uh, uses his Zeo crystal uh, and he says, okay, I've got to keep my mind focused. And, and he like kind of calms down a little bit. This and- is my favorite bit because so at first they seem like, okay, Tommy's finally having a breakthrough. He's figured out what to do. He puts the Xenizer in and this big triumph, triumphant moment of the robot busting out of the pile of rocks it's under. And like, we get the music swells and we get dramatic slow-mo of its arms moving. and like bits like, of rock. You get like a big zeal, like as light shoots out of it and he busts out. Like it's rad. It's a great shot. I really yeah, and like you think it. it's the turning point. It's time for the fight to turn around. And then he just immediately eats shit again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really funny. Um, he, so, he still can't, like, make it walk even, really. Um, and they're all yelling at him to focus. Um, and then... He... And then fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi shows up. It's his uh, trust the Force, Luke, except actually it's uh, Sam Trueheart saying, um, well, it's, it's the journey not... No, it's not... Here's Here's the thing. It's not him having a flashback to what Sam said to him. This is new information. He says explicitly stuff that is relevant to right. this. It's not him like, oh yeah, he told me that it's not the journey, it's the destination. He says like, no, you must let your leads, your, blah, blah. you must let your needs go. Then he says something that I thought we should talk about briefly, which is that if you are to save your world, you must be as one with it. Oh. Is he not from Earth? <laughs> I, uh, I guess yeah. not. Uh, maybe not. But that was that was that's that's an important thing to 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 be aware of. But that wasn't the part that jumped out to me. <laughs> sure. Because the thing is, it boiled down to it. Like, because again, we're get, we're hitting every Native American cliche. His advice essentially boils down to like at its core, be one with nature, commune right. with the world yeah. around you. Yep. But he's doing that so he can be one with his giant fucking robot. His giant right. robot, yeah. So he says, like, okay, uh, so I, I've i been trying to control it, but I need to let go and, you know, like, uh, be one with it, basically. Um, relax and see the Battle Zord as an extension of myself. Yeah, uh, I'm actually slightly disappointed. Like, okay, I think the Battle Zord is very cool. I love its design. I would have sworn up and down that he it did mimic his movements and that it was basically a G Gundam. And, like, he had to fight inside the cockpit to, like, fight the monster outside. And I'm kind of bummed that's wrong. Yeah, I, it seems like it sort of is... Like, they say that it's controlled by his brain, but there are, right. like, sticks in there. Like, so. in my memory before watching this, it was like, oh, yeah, no, it's like the cockpit's just a big white room that he kind of fights around in and then, like... Yeah, and then like when he punches the robot punches. So it's it, yeah, so it's it's got to be attuned with his mental state and his emotions, but also he steers it. So it's it's less a G Gundam and more a Gurren yeah. Logan. Yeah, it's a Gurren Logan or or like an even even Gellian or um, Pacific Rim, I guess, but with or, one person yeah. or a Mega Deuce from Big O. It's a lot of things. It's a lot of things. Uh, so. Then the battle sword kicks the. Absolute... You know what? Someone's gonna yell at me. You don't have to be mentally in sync with a mega deuce. It just has to judge you as not guilty. Sure. So then the mega sword, or sorry, the battle sword kicks the absolute shit out of this guy, and it's kind of rad. They even speed the footage up a little bit so that it's less like a, a stilted than a normal mega sword fight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to try and give the impression that like 
like I guess in the future if they use this instead of the Megazord, it's for the sake of speed. Also, kind of a detail about this Battlezord that we didn't really mention. It has huge fucking gauntlets around its hands that are actually just like Gatling gun barrels. Yeah. But but the thing is they're they are Gatling gun barrels, but also it has like piston punches where like yeah. it holds the arm out but then the the fist like moves back and forth to punch over and over again. It's fucking awesome. I love it. It's, it's so cool. It, the battle sword might be my favorite Zord. It's like, really cool. Also, there's a part where I like the the Bowser roundhouse kicks him in the face, which I don't know that I've like. Anytime they have somebody show that much range of motion in one of these, I'm always like, God damn, he kicked that guy in the face, and it's a big yeah. robot. <laughs> but I guess you know, to your point about it being a Gurren Lagann, its face is just a giant like star over its like right, human yeah, face. It's Tommy's symbol, the big star. Right. Um, so he beats the crap out of him. He takes one shot uh, of. Uh, uh, lightning, and then he's like, "Well, I'm done with this." Uh, and then he uses his finishing move, which is his fists just straight up Gatling gunning uh, and blowing the hell out of this monster. And yeah, it's cool. I really like this. I really like the fight and and him. It's like, a really good fight. And, and Tommy has an appropriately awful. Has nothing to do with anything finishing cool guy line where he says he shoots, he scores. Yeah, Tommy's bad at one line. It's, it's funny because he used a gun, you see. He shoots, he scores. <laughs> oh, sure. Um, so uh, we cut up to the, uh, the moon base or whatever the hell this is. Um, and uh, they're they mad at each other, Mondo and Machina. Um, well, and- Mondo's upset, but the Machina's like, well, hold on, honey. Hold on. Listen. We may have lost that fight, but the Megazord's still disabled. We did do that. Yeah. So, so at least, at yeah, least like as this of is, this episode, he kind of won overall this time, right? Like, there's a new Zord, but like the Megazord uh, is out of commission. So that's... yeah, like four of the Rangers are still useless in a giant fight at this point. Um, <laughs> this would be a great time to say send two monsters down at the same right, time. That's maybe. the thing that really bugs me about the Machine Empire is they have this giant blockade that we keep right. seeing. Like that's the transition shot is a thousand robots, and they don't like they literally do it. are an army and they never fight like an army. And, and they and did that one time when they use like movie footage, right? And it's frustrating because like there are a lot of there are a lot of seasons where. It's like, well, we've got a thousand monsters, but there's always like some reason. Like in in right. in, uh, in Dino Charge, Sledge has like a prison ship where he's captured a bunch of evil uh, evil bad guys because he's a bounty hunter. But he doesn't let them all out at once because they'll just kill him. Right, so, that makes sense. Right, so there's always something. In this, it's right. just like. Nah, we're just gonna send one guy at a time. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's... it's like that, or like Sailor Moon handles it really well because it's the bad guys are always trying to accomplish some goal where they're trying to be like covert, right, so they can't they afford to just yeah. like you know send an army. Yeah. So um, so yeah, this would be a good time to send two robots. Maybe they will. I don't know. Sometimes yeah, that happens. Uh, <laughs> but so we're back at the battle chamber. Uh, Billy's like, we only got the red battle sword right now. Um, I can't remember if are there other battle zords because they no, call it I don't a think red so. battle zord. Yeah, it, 
Yeah. Because I, th- I remember this one can, like, merge with the Zeo Megazord. Yeah, so. I think it's just a Tommy thing. I don't yeah. think there are other ones. It, yeah. So, yeah, because instead everyone's like... just going to get, like, the Super Zeo Zords or whatever they're called. Right. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's suck. a pretty common Sentai thing, and by extension, a Power Rangers thing. It's just the Red right. Ranger gets extra shit. There's so much, like, shit in Zeo. Because there's the original Megazord, the Red Battle Zord, there's going to be that, the, there's the Power Wheel, the Big Wheel Zord, the Pyramid Zord, that giant, like, Mo- Moai head guy. Oh, the, like, the, like, bad version of Ninjor, basically. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of, like, just stuff in this season. I'm so frustrated that Ninjor just, like, went home. Oh, I miss him so much. We didn't really talk about that, but, like, I understand that because they're disconnected seasons. Right, Like, originally, they don't have any more footage of him, but, like, the explanation was literally just, like, oh, he went home. And that's really frustrating. Yeah, but they've gone to his home. Much explanation, like, when when they went back in time... Uh, in, in Alien Rangers, they were like, well, we can't even contact Ninjor because we haven't met him yet, which doesn't make sense because theoretically Zordon knew him, but whatever. <laughs> and then when they get back to the present, they just never bother trying to reestablish yeah. contact with him. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, they say the only uh, defense we have right now is the Red Battle Zord because the Megazord's out of commission. Um, so we're we're kind of vulnerable right now. And he also says that Tommy, you've you've done a lot of things as a Power Ranger, but right now your current challenge comes from within yourself. He he basically says like, listen, Tommy, you got the only robot, and it's powered by your emotions. Get your shit together, my dear. Here's right. some here's some Xanax, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, he just gives him some antidepressants. No, that's not what happens. He says you need to get your shit together. You are correct. Um, and Tommy says like, okay, I know what I have to do. And we'll find out what that is in a bit, because first we have to culminate the fucking hilarious raffle shenanigans. And it's time for us to meet the most powerful human being in existence, (laughs) Delmar. So so as we said, as I said, I guess, Delmar is like a parody of a nerd. He's got giant glasses. He's wearing uh, pants that go up to his belly button and then also suspenders. Like, it's just, yeah, he's a big nerd. It's it, he's just a white Steve Urkel. Yeah, and for some reason, everyone loves him. Like that's what. Maybe weird. he's a really sweet guy. Yeah, sure. But like, people are thro- literally throwing money at him to buy tickets. Um, Bulk and Skull walk in, and they're like, "Oh, there he is! Finally!" Um, they push and they go th- to start threatening him, and like they're they're getting ready to rough him up, and like as they're doing that, of course. Uh, Lieutenant Stone walks in and sees them doing this. And he's like, well, Bulk and Skull, that's a, I hope you're being nice to the son of the chief of police. Yep. Immediately get into that deep uh, uh, blue line nepotism shit. <laughs> uh, because this, yeah, they freak out and immediately uh, offer to buy 50 tickets from him. Well, he kind of forces it on them. He's like, so, guys, uh, what was that you were saying about each of you buying $50 worth oh, of tickets right. from me? They don't even offer it. He makes them. What an asshole. Fuck Delmar. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. I was going to defend him. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, he, I mean, he's the son of the police chief. He has it made and he knows it. And then he's like, oh, I'll send you a postcard from Maui. <laughs> uh, and yeah, he sucks. 
Uh, oh, and he puts like a fucking lay on and then says aloha and like struts out of the room. He does like, this exaggerated struts. nerd strut, which, yeah. okay, like as, as shitty as this guy is, this random bit part actor really <laughs> sells it. That part's pretty funny. I also like that they put, they he, he's got a, uh, some of the touches are funny. Like he has those like bungees on his glasses so they don't fall Oh off. yeah, so they don't fall, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> It's um, pretty good. And yeah, he walks away and, and uh, Lieutenant Stone is like, what a great guy. I think you guys should learn a lot from him. And I've always kind of liked Lieutenant Stone, but fuck that dude. <laughs> yeah. You could learn a lot from him, like how to be born into a wealthy and important family. Yeah. What do you mean you like Lieutenant Stone? The man like manipulates children into helping him fulfill his like scat public humiliation fetishes. I... I, okay, I like him I as a character. He's an entertaining character, but yeah, he's a despicable human being. Let's be real. <laughs> I like him because I feel like on, I don't know, on some level, here's my headcanon with Lieutenant Stone. Lieutenant Stone can't not know when he gives Bulk and Skull a task that they're going to fuck it up. Right. But he keeps doing it. And that yeah, we established it. that last week. It's because it's insurance. Oh, brand. right. Yes, I forgot that that's what we're just Again, not a good man. <laughs> yeah, never mind. I take it back. I, I was going to say it. I kind, that kind of endears him to me, but I forgot I we mean, decided it was insurance fraud. Lest we forget, his ultimate fate is to take over the gym and juice bar and, and like, Ernie just kind of disappears. Why do you think he disappears? Whoa. Yeah, okay. Fair Wait, but, but Ernie's part of the mafia. That would have to mean, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. So at this point, um, we cut to uh, the middle of nowhere uh, where Tommy, assumedly, I guess, where Tommy dropped off uh, Mr. Trueheart. Yeah, this, um, this, this looks like about the same spot, really. He gets out and uh, the same, like, dust cloud teleport uh, that 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 Sam used to to go away happens, uh, and there's a Native American man on a horse, uh, and it zooms in on his face, and then it zooms in on Tommy's face, and that is the episode. And I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to think is happening. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, like this guy, he has this look on his face. It's just like, hi, I'm on a horse, and like my mind just kind of goes to. Old fucking Spice Old Spice commercials, yeah. yeah. Uh, and also just the fucking snap zoom on Tommy's face. Like, it's out, it's like it's like that bit from Kung Pao, just like, whoop, right on his face. And I don't know why they bothered to do the zoom in instead of just cutting, but whatever. It's super dramatic, I guess. And also, like, Tommy isn't really reacting to this, but I guess that makes sense because Tommy's kind of seen some shit. Sure. Yeah. I... I... Yeah, this is this is a really strange way to end an episode because like yeah, usually they give you like like there's not even like a who are you like I'm not sure if Tommy knows who this is is basically my I don't think he does but okay so it again like this isn't really spoilers like this is just open knowledge about the series and like I even I know this and I have not watched ahead. Like, I'm pretty sure this is supposed to be, like, Tommy's long-lost fucking half-brother or something. It is, yes. It's and it's played by, like, Jason David Frank's actual brother. Yeah. Uh, and 
yeah, so that's what's going on here. And his brother's name in the IMDb is David Trueheart, which I guess means he's Sam's son, but I thought Sam Wait, was a but... ghost, so I don't know oh, what's oh. happening. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I. so we're, we're, we're getting into this, but, like, I, I think it's a thing in the show where, like, they don't actually say that Tommy Oliver is Native American. I think he's supposed to be adopted. I thought they did, but I don't remember. I thought now. that was the idea was that he was adopted. Yeah, it could be. I, I really don't remember the the thing. The thing you you may I mean, have that doesn't really make like, it better, but I think that I think that's the particulars, and I think that's why he and his brother don't really know each other. Here's the thing about this episode, uh, other than the parts that we like. Um, you may have noticed that we're like, yeah, this is bad, this is bad, but also, I find this so confusing. That, like, I'm trying to remember, like, this is all fucked, but also I'm just trying to figure out what is happening. <laughs> and I find it so confusing that it's tough to, like, put everything in its correct place. Like, right. I really don't know. And maybe it gets cleared up, but I genuinely don't know what the show is trying to tell us. Who, about who Sam Trueheart is. I don't right. know if... I do not know if he is a person or, like, a magic being. I don't I mean, know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, he's definitely supposed to be a magic being. And, like... And also, I mean, I guess it's worth bearing in mind that, like, as with Catherine and as with Aisha slash Tanya, like, we don't know how far back in the past Tommy necessarily went. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I don't know. It's but it also like it gets into some weird shit because like if I am remembering correctly and Tommy's adopted, why did the did like the genetic memory time travel quest send him there? <laughs> but yeah, but this is a four this is a four parter, so maybe some of this stuff gets answered. Uh, my gut tells me no, but no. who knows? <laughs> we'll find out, I guess. Um. So yeah, that's the episode. Like like we said, a lot of problems. Some good stuff that's enjoyable, but like it's it's one of those things where, like we said, it's hard for us to even tell how much of it is bad. But our gut, based on how much they fuck up everything else, is most of it. So there you go. <laughs> um, hey, remember I, when I did that really funny veining the main drain joke? Yeah, it was great. I yeah, really that was, enjoyed it. That was good. Yeah. I liked um, that part. That part was great. Uh, I genuinely love the the red battles or I think it's rad. I thought that whole sequence was a lot of fun. Um, I, I'm curious to see where this goes in like a train wreck kind of way. Cause uh, I don't remember like, what happens with this stuff. I really don't. Um, what I'm wondering is does, does Sam Trueheart show up again? Do we get any further clues as to his fucking deal or do we just meet Tommy's brother some more? And actually here's the thing. Are they going to address the fact that Tommy's brother just has magical ghost dust teleporting powers as right. well? That's yeah, and like, if, if so, like, because like you can you can't undo that now. Like he just has that ability now. No, it's like in a it's like in a Final Fantasy game where like you fight a character who later joins you, but it doesn't have any of that power those powers right. anymore. <laughs> it's like wait, when you were a bad guy, you were like your sprite took up half the screen and now you're just the same size as us. Yeah. So he's going to get beat up by cogs and we're just going to wonder why he's not turning into smoke. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so the like, I don't know. Let, we'll wrap it up. But yes, I I feel like we need to see where this goes from here. Um, I doubt it's gonna get better, but like, I'm I'm kind of lost right now. I don't know what's I, happening. I'm, okay, again, have not watched ahead, but I'm gonna offer what I feel is a pretty solid prediction right now. Uh huh. Over the next three episodes, it's only going to get more confusing. Yeah, probably. Probably. Uh, I seem to remember that the Arrowhead eventually becomes some kind of super weapon, which is bad. Uh, oh, that's so, a real... That is a real bad. Yeah, it's not good. Um, but I could... I don't know. I don't remember anymore. I... Hey, hey Simon, if you're listening, I'm so mad at you because you were <laughs> all like, this is the best season. And maybe that happens... Maybe the last part, the second half of it's real good. I don't know. Listen, like, I I think JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stardust Crusaders starts off pretty slow and weak, and I don't like it very much. It ends real strong, though, and it makes me think, wait, is it is that season good? Maybe that season's good, though, so maybe it's one of those situations. I liked that episode of Zio with the Puppet Man, where we just talked for 45 minutes about if he was a robot or a puppet. I liked that I liked that the episode. one with, like, the, the like fire hose with teeth. Did you? Yeah. Oh, good, because guess what? He sh- comes back. Which Hell is yeah. <laughs> I thought the Billy stuff was okay. He went to space for a while. He did. I don't know. I'm... I'm tired. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's the episode for this week. Um, I think we're going to wrap it up. Uh, I've got some questions we'll do next week. Uh, I Luke's sick. It's late where I yeah, am. Listen folks. I, I, we said we were going to try and get back to the habit of making sure we answer questions we every week. It, but well, like, probably. Oh God, this one took a lot out of us. Y'all life happens. I hope you understand. Uh, we'll get back to questions. We got some, I actually specifically have some questions for our Canada expert Lexi. Uh, so we'll have to do those <laughs> next week. Um, but yeah, if you have questions, send them to us at teens with toot on Twitter. Well, what happened to my voice just there? Uh, you can send it to us, uh, teenswithtude at gmail.com or Teenagers with Attitude is the Facebook group. Um, check out audioentropy.com where we have uh, a bunch of cool podcasts. We just launched, uh, Ashley just launched a new podcast, the name of which escapes me. Can someone help Maybe me? Maybe you should have looked it up first, huh? So, no, I know, but I wanted to plug it, but I forgot what it was called. It's oh, about gee, you really goofed it up, didn't you? Our friend Ashley from Totally Reprise uh, launched a new podcast called Podcast After All that is a theme uh, park-based podcast. The first one just went out. Um, check that out. Go listen uh, to it. Uh, Luke, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, I do a bunch of shows on AudioEntropy.com. Go look at all of them. Listen to all of them. That'd be cool. I'm also playing through every Kingdom Hearts video game for the first time and writing very long articles about each and every one. And you can find all those at bit.ly slash heart, I, I, heart, all lowercase. Mike, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at MikeLovesRabbit. I post a lot of stuff about Final Fantasy fourteen and retweet a lot of pictures of rabbits and a lot of really angry leftist political stuff if you and also shit posts lots of shit posts 
You can so, follow me uh, at Chinchy McChilla on Twitter. I post about Eternal, the card game, and Pokemon, and I don't know, just a bunch of weird shit. That's just you can follow me uh, on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. Tweeted a lot about Pokemon today. I don't can't guarantee that's always going to happen. Sometimes I just tweet things like, "Hey, what if there was a corn cob, but the kernels were teeth?" So if you want that kind of content, I'm I where don't you know can come why, to. I don't know why you're like that. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> hey, Zach, you need to what? you need to play a, a tabletop game that he DMs. Uh, <laughs> I want to, but so you can fight a teeth run monster. Really late for me. I I want to. I think it'd be Listen, really fun. Scheduling things is very difficult. It's so hard. I hate it. Why are things hard? They should be easy. Especially oh, like speaking you, speaking of like, which, if you want to yeah. hear me and and Molly and Ashley and Emily and Julie uh, be subjected to uh, horrible, horrifying monstrosities from the darkest yeah. recesses of Luke's mind. Uh-huh. Uh, keep an eye on his Twitter for when Silver Pines happens. We don't really have a regular night anymore because scheduling is difficult. But yeah, like, at this point, I just yell at everybody till they all tell me a time they can all do it. Yeah. yeah I mean, the archives on our YouTube channels, yeah. uh, uh, Audio Entropy. Listen, I don't know what you're talking about. The bad guy right now is just a magical gun that just shoots you with bullets. So I don't know I what feel, you're complaining about. I feel like we had a pretty good energy for 90% of this episode. And then I yeah. don't know what happened at the end. But like, well, we all spun got out here. real loopy. <laughs> uh, that's okay. Hey, Luke, what's your yeah. favorite What's your favorite stupid Pokemon? Oh, like, boy. That you would describe as dumb. Because those are my favorite. Oh, yeah, there's there's a lot of good ones. Uh, the ones... I've, I've been thinking a lot about Tim Pole today. Is he the, nice. the tadpole with a really weird face? Yeah. He looks like he looks like, like a Pet Boys mascot or something. It's really strange. Yeah. I kind of uh, love him. I, no, I don't even have to think about my answer. It's fucking Mr. Mime. I do like... Yeah. Yeah, I love Mr. Mime. Mr. Mime just causes a lot of existential questions about like what a Pokemon <laughs> is, which uh, are uh, Stunfisk what? is uh, a masterpiece. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a good one. Well, let's get, I was gonna say, Zach is Mr. Mime tells us that a Pokemon is uh, your new dad. <laughs> if you well, follow the yes. anime, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, what are some other good stupid ones? Uh, Klefki. That's Klefki, Klefki is way up there for me because it's just keys. It's just I, a keyring. That's my. I think my Pokemon aesthetic is where they're just like, "What if this bell was a Pokemon?" Fuck you. Yeah, but but Bronzong <laughs> is boring. Not Bronzong. The Chingling, Chingling. I like that oh, one. Yeah, or like Chimcho. Yeah, yeah. yeah those aren't bad. I, and uh, Vanillux, because it's it's ice cream, and Who I don't love know. Ice cream? It's stupid, and I like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Okay, that's it. I don't know what's happening. I got really sleepy, <laughs> and I think we're gonna just end. We, we should do a sign off order now. Uh, okay, I mean, where there's three of us, we're just gonna we're just gonna go for it. Four teenagers with attitude. I've been Zach. I've been Luke, and I've been Mike. And may the power protect you always. Bidoof is good. Fuck, I love Bidoof so much. Bidoof is good.